From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. Oh, it's nice. Feel the flames. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Hey, we, uh, you know, we've they've done a nice job here in the uh, the Zoomer Radio Studio decorating for the uh, the festive season for Christmas and Hanukkah. Can we show our viewers on the YouTube live stream the wonderful decorations here in studio? Are we able to do that, Ryan? Look at that! Isn't that beautiful? And uh, across the uh, the way there in Master Control, just festive and beautiful. I've never seen it like this. This is absolutely extraordinary. Incidentally, please do hit that sub button. We're trying to get to 7,000 subscribers by the end of 2017. And uh, where are we now, Albert? We're around, uh, or uh, Ryan, I think we're around, what? It's 6,281. Almost 6,300. Mm-hmm. On the cusp of 6,300. All right. I think we can get to 7,000 if we all pull up our socks and hit that red sub button, right? All right, let's, please. Uh, just moments away from my uh, conversation with retired firefighter Mark Taylor. What an extraordinary gentleman and an extraordinary story. Back in 2011, in the middle of the, uh, in, a, in the middle of a most debilitating sickness, Mark reser- received what turned out to be prophetic visions uh, regarding the 2016 presidential election. The astonishing true story of the man who saw tomorrow and what he says is coming next. That's just moments away. Uh, in hour two, the UFO landing at Socorro, New Mexico back in 1964. Uh, it's been wrapped in controversy almost from the moment uh, that police officer Lonnie Zamoa watched a craft descend and land. Uh, Zamoa saw alien beings near the craft and a symbol on its side, but he was told that he shouldn't mention either. It's called Encounter in the Desert. It's a new book by ufologist Kevin Randall. What a veteran. 45 years a researcher in the ufology um, uh, arena, if you will. Former Vietnam helicopter pilot. And he uh, will reveal um, what exactly Zamoa saw in that Arroyo back in 1964. And what an examination of the landing revealed to investigators. Kevin Randall. Hour 2, Encounter in the Desert, the case for alien contact at Socorro. You know, we've never talked about the Socorro uh, UFO incident on this program, so it is high time we do that. Uh, before we get to all of that, let me, as per usual, introduce the boys in the band. Now, tonight, sitting in on the Flying V Gibson guitar... Because a young Ian Robertson, my fine rockabilly friend, is out on the left coast in La La Land, Los Angeles, recording an album. How exciting is that? We are we are just absolutely thrilled uh, for Ian. Uh, but we're also thrilled to have uh, this fine young man. Uh, he's been with us before, and he's back with us again. Sebastian Hearn, my technical producer, my uh, this fine evening, uh, and then here in studio on the other side of the glass, my good. Um, Story producer, enigmatic, although he is idiosyncratic, some might say, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, occasionally the theremin, Albert Vinzel. And finally, but uh, not lastly, on the uh, Hammond B3. That's an organ, Albert, if you didn't, if you didn't know. That's an organ. The Hammond B3, 
feature producer and live YouTube stream producer Ryan White. Wow, let's get to the meat, shall we? The Christmas roast beast, as it were. Uh, back in November of 2016, the world witnessed the impossible. Every update pointed to a loss for the Republican Party, but when the map of the states flipped red in the final hour, there was a select few who weren't surprised. They'd always known Donald J. Trump was going to win. He was chosen for such a time as this. The prophecy had said so. The prophecy had said so. This prophet, this reserved man of God, was retired fighter fighter Mark Taylor. The word given by the Holy Spirit was delivered on April the 28th, 2011, again in the middle of the most debilitating sickness, when the prophecy later fell into the hands of New York Times bestsellers Don and Mary Colbert. God used this new team of passionate individuals to lead the nation into a fervent prayer chain that would accomplish one of the most incredible miracles the U.S. has ever seen. But Trump's victory was only the beginning. What is coming next for the most powerful nation on earth today? Mark Taylor has more to say. Mark Taylor, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me, brother. I'm doing well. It's an honor to be here. What a firestorm you created. But take us back, of course, April 28, 2011. Set the stage for us. You were uh, very, very ill. What happened? Well, I retired. I did 20 years on the job with the City of Orlando Fire Department, and I retired out in 2006 as a lieutenant. And uh, about a month after I retired, I had a visitation from the Lord. And in that visitation, the Lord had shown me that I was there was going to be some things that I was going to write that would affect my walk and the walks of others. And about five months after that, I just started getting sick. I just started going downhill. And I went to doctor after doctor. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. I had severe depression, anxiety. Uh, I couldn't eat for four or five days at a time. I couldn't. Uh, um, I was I was bedridden for four or five days at a time. I mean, I lost all kinds of weight. Uh, but nobody could figure out what was going on. This went off for like four or five years. And then I finally found the first doctor, a uh, Christian doctor I went to, and he told me that I was suffering from a very low thyroid. I had severe adrenal burnout from the fire service, and I had uh, the hormones of a 70-year-old at 39. So in 2011, um, I was still sick at the time, and um, I'm sitting in front of the TV watching Fox News, and I, I didn't know a whole lot about Donald Trump. I just knew he was a very powerful businessman who had built this empire. And so I just I knew limited details about him. And so he was toying with the idea of running, but he never announced he was going to run. No, it was an exploratory at best. <clears throat> Correct. And um, so I'm sitting in front of the TV listening to him, and then all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're hearing the voice of a president. So I got up, and I came in here to, into my spare bedroom here, which I've made into an office, which I'm at now. I sat down, I put pen to paper like the Apostle Paul did, and I just started writing what the Holy Spirit was telling me. And that was April 28, 2011. Now, I originally had thought that it was supposed to be for 2012, because there's two other things that go with this. There was The second thing was I wrote about two or three months later, I wrote another prophecy called The Great Horse, and that God said that there was another Triple Crown winner coming, and it would be a sign that it would be the time for God's people to break out. And so I wrote that, I put it aside, and then I wrote a third thing that uh, the Lord told me to go back and rewrite General Eisenhower's D-Day speech, and I want you, he said, I want you to address it to my army. I said, okay, Lord. So I did that, and I put all these things aside, thinking that it was for 2012. Well, 2012 came and went. Donald Trump never announced he was running. So I thought I had really missed all this stuff. So fast forward to 2015, because at the time, I didn't have a platform. I didn't have any friends, because I was isolated in my house for like 10 years with this illness that I've been dealing with. Right. And so 
uh, fast forward to 2015, all of a sudden, you know, I kept track of the Triple Crown races and this, that, and the other, especially 2012, because I knew there was one coming. I just didn't, I thought it was 2012. So 2015, June 6th, uh, we get a Triple Crown winner. And mm. I'm on the phone with my sister, and she says, wait a minute, what is today? I said, man, it's D-Day. And I heard mm. the Lord say, release the speech. So I pulled the speech out. I pulled the horse prophecy out. Those two things came to pass in, in, those, in that same day. Ten days later, June 15th, Donald Trump announced that he was running. So I pulled the prophecy out with Donald Trump. And I said, Lord, I said, I thought I missed all of this stuff. I thought it was for 2012. He said, Mark, he said, all of this stuff was supposed to go down in 2012. But he said, my people were not ready. They needed another four years of Obama and this garbage to get a righteous anger to rise up and say, enough is enough. He said, so I held it off. So that's what happened. And if you notice in, in the Trump prophecy, it says when Donald Trump announces that he's running, it'll be like the shot heard around the world. Well, that's kind of the sentence that sets the prophecy in motion. He never announced in 2012. So it wasn't until June 15, 2015, that he announced that set the prophecy in motion right there. Interesting. The uh, Eisenhower speech regarding, we all call it D-Day, but it's in fact called it's Operation Overlord. Right. Just a slight departure here. My father was scheduled to partake in the D-Day landings. In a training exercise, he had twisted his ankle jumping off a moving vehicle as part of the training and um, subsequently missed the D-Day landing. Otherwise, we know the slaughter that took place on Juneau Beach, etc. I may not be here had he not twisted his ankle. Anyway, that's a real departure. So the D-Day speech, why is that significant? Well, it's significant. There's a whole World War II component to this whole thing that's going on right now, basically because, you know, we had the New World Order rose its ugly head in World War I. We beat them back. It rose again in World War II. We beat them back again. It's rising its ugly head again. We will beat them back again. Uh, it's not time for that to, to take place, this new world order. And so this is why this whole World War II thing is, is going on right now, because the Lord has shown me, um, because you've also got the fourth Reich that's rising called ISIS that I prophesied that the Lord gave me a prophetic word on, that you know the same thing that happened in World War II would happen here again, that Russia would come in from the east, and uh, the United States and her allies would come in from the West, and they would defeat this Fourth Reich called ISIS. The same thing that happened in World War II. Russia came in from the East, we came in from the West, and we defeated the Nazis. So you're seeing this World War II component take place. And it's also a, a significance of the D-Day landing as to where the body of Christ is at right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Lord was showing me that, um, that you've got the body of Christ and the army of God, and they're two totally different different things. Think of the body of Christ basically as a training camp, boot camp, basically. And the army of God are the mature, spiritually mature. But the Lord was telling me, he says, if you go back to D-Day on those ships, you had those guys were on those ships for three days. They were seasick. And that's where the majority of the body of Christ is at right now. They're on these ships. They're being tossed about to and fro. All they can focus on is the storm. And they're seasick. They're being tossed about to and fro. Then you've got another group who have been promoted out of the ships and into the landing craft, and they're approaching the beach. Now, anybody that knows any history about uh, D-Day landing, they had obstacles on the beach to keep the armor from landing. Well, you've got this group that are approaching the beach. They see the obstacles. That's all they can focus on are the obstacles right now. So they're not quite where they need to be mature-wise, spiritually. Then you've got the third group, which is the Army of God. They're the ones that don't focus on the storms. They don't focus on the obstacles. They focus on the mission. And that is to take ground for the kingdom of God and hold it at all costs. So they are hitting the beaches, they are driving inland, and they're taking ground for the kingdom of God and holding it at all costs. So this is where this whole World War II component thing starts begins to come in play here.
Mark Taylor is my guest. Retired firefighter, received a prophetic vision back in 2011 about the 2016 presidential election. It's all detailed in The Trump Prophecies. The astonishing true story of the man who saw tomorrow and what he says is coming next. Stay with us here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Mark Taylor, retired firefighter, prophet, back in 2011 in the midst of of a grave illness related to his uh, work as a firefighter. He received a prophetic vision from the Lord. And it was uh, rather interesting. One, he was told to to rewrite the uh, General Eisenhower speech, which was delivered at the the D-Day landings. That was June the 6th, 1945, originally. And he was also told that... There would be a triple crown winner coming. Uh, And he was also told, of course, that Donald Trump would be the next president of the United States. Well, it didn't happen in 2012, uh, but it did happen. Well, in 2015, what happened? In 2015, we had, of course, uh, a triple crown winner, American Pharaoh. We also had, on that uh, same day, that was the anniversary of the D-Day landings, so June 6, 2015, and uh, the announcement that Trump was running for president, when did that happen, Mark? It was June 15th of that same year, about 10 days later. June 15th. Now, uh, what is the significance of the Triple Crown winner in all of this? Rather interesting to throw that into the prophecy. Yes, um, because that was a separate prophecy that I had written uh, about three months after I wrote the Trump prophecy. And basically, the Triple Crown winner would be a sign for the church that, or God's people to, that they would break out. It would be time for them to break out. Now, the Lord told me, I said, because, you know, I said, Lord, I said, I thought this was supposed to happen in 2012. And of course, you know, we talked about that in the last segment. He said, I want you to go back and I want you to research who the horse was in 2012, because... If you remember correctly, in 2012, there was one slated to win the Triple Crown winner that year, but it got hurt after the second race, and it didn't go to the third race. So I went back and I researched it, and I researched the name, and the name was I'll Have Another. I thought it sounded strange. I thought, well, I thought it meant I'll have another drink. And the Lord said, no, I'll have another one coming, because my people were not ready yet. So the Lord prolonged all of this. So that's why it was, it, it, 2012 came and went, and then, uh, the people had to rise up and say enough is enough on November 8th. And then, of course, Donald Trump, we know the outcome of that. So, Were any of these prophecies that you received, were they published anywhere prior to them actually coming true? No, I didn't. Again, I was in isolation. I mean, I've been vetted for these things. I, I handed them out to a couple of friends and some families and then my doctor. Of course, that's where Dr. Colbert comes in. Yes. And, and Mary Colbert comes in. And then because my first doctor had closed his practice. And then um, I had fi- had to find another doctor, which was, of course, Dr. Colbert. And I went to him one day because um, I knew he was an evangelical. I didn't have a platform. I just took him some prophetic words. And I had him in a folder when I went in there on, on one of my um, uh, physicals that I was going there with him on. And I handed him the folder. He thought it was signs and symptoms that I was handing him. And he kind of put him on the counter for a minute <clears throat> as we were talking. So as he was checking me out, he started prophesying over me. And he started prophesying that basically, he says, Mark, he says, I feel like the Spirit of God saying that 
you're going to wake up one day, and you're going to start writing prophetic words. God's just going to download these words to you, and you're going to start writing these words out. I said, well, Doc, I've already started. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, those are the prophetic words right there in the folder I handed you. He says, I thought those were signs and symptoms. I said, no. And that was the Trump prophecy was one of those prophecies I handed him. So he, he took the prophecy, and he read it, and then uh, he was intrigued by the prophecy, and he took it to his wife, Mary. And because uh, they get tons of stuff. I mean, he's, he, he, he treats all the big evangelicals uh, that are out there, you know, a lot of television ministries, stuff like that. And um, so they get a lot of stuff. So he took it to Mary, and he says, I want you to read this prophecy that God gave Mark. So she read it, and Mary calls it the rhythm of God, basically, because she's been a student of the Bible for over 30 years, and God's Word has a rhythm to it. And so when she read it, she heard that rhythm. And so she knew that it was from the Spirit of God, that it didn't come from man, it came from the Spirit of God. So she came out of the office, and, and I didn't had never met Mary before at that time. I mean, this is like, what, three years ago. And uh, she says, Mark, she says, do you realize that, you know, this is a, a word from God? And I said, well, I think it is. And she says, yes, it is. And she says, uh, do you mind if I share this with some people? And I said, sure, go right ahead. You're free to do whatever you want. And this kind of took off from there. And and so um, for those thinking, all right, is there corroborating evidence that these prophecies took place prior to the election of Trump? And they'll want to know, is it in writing anywhere? So when did Don and Mary Colbert publish or at least start talking about your prophecies? It was way before the elections. It was before anybody even announced they were even running for, for president. So they had it in their hands way before the election. Um, I, what the exact date is, that I, part I don't know. Um, but the, I had been vetted by uh, from pastors from, all the way from Jerusalem, actually, uh, called and, and talked to my previous doctor that I had, that I actually gave him that prophecy in 2011, uh, and another friend of mine as well. So... I do have a, a trail, per se, that people can bet me on, and, you know, it, it's all credible. Mark Taylor is my guest. It's called The Trump Prophecies, The Astonishing True Story of the Man Who Saw Tomorrow and What He Says is Coming Next. So, election night, what was going through your mind as you saw all of these, the wall of blue states? There was like so, yeah. something like 18 of them, and there were right. certain ones that had to flip red. It didn't look likely, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio. They all flip red. What's right. going through your mind as you're seeing this happen? Well, Beyond you know, all odds. Yeah, you know, again, it's all odds, man. I mean, you had the news media that was out there. They were saying, oh, there's no way Trump's going to win. You know, all the pundits and their polls were out there saying there's no way he's going to win. And, you know, when election night first started, when the, when the polls began to come in, I mean, it wasn't looking too good in the beginning. And it wasn't until Florida fell and switched red that everything started to fall into place. So it's, it's just amazing how God works. And uh, so, I mean, me and my wife were sitting in bed, and, you know, I just said, look, I, all I can go by is what God was telling me. That's all I can go by. And I just got to have faith that God's going to do what he said he was going to do. And sure enough, I mean, when, when the announcement came that he had, had won it, I mean, it was probably the most humbling experience that I can say that, I, that I've had because, I mean, it was just, I was in tears, my wife was in tears, and, I mean, because I knew at that point that God was going to turn America around at that point. You know, God's not done with America. That's the problem. Everybody thinks God's done with America. America's under judgment. America's not under judgment. It's the systems that are under judgment, like illegal immigration systems, our banking systems, uh, you know, all the judicial system, all these systems are under judgment right now. That's why you're seeing all this corruption come to the surface, because God himself is exposing it and is going to clean it out. Mark, a lot of people listening who have a major hate on for the 45th president, some have yep. called it 
almost a mania, an hysteria, the anger against Trump. And even among, I mean, his most fervent supporters have not been happy with some of the decisions he's made. But what do you say to those out there who don't see Trump as a great deliverer? They see Trump as almost, you know, the great Satan. What do you say to them? You know, he, he's not the deliverer. You know, we only have one deliverer, and that's Jesus Christ, period. Um, but God can use any person he chooses. You know, during the election, I heard a lot where people were saying, oh, you know, he's not Christ-like. You know, why are there any evangelicals voting for him? You know, he calls people names. Well, you got to go back and read your Bible, because even the Lord himself called people names. I mean, he called them hypocrites. He called them brood of vipers. You know, no man is perfect. There was only one man that walked the earth that was perfect, and that was the Lord himself. So we are imperfect people, but God can choose to use anybody he wants. You know, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't understand God's plan sometimes, but we just have to roll with it and just have faith. That, believe me, that our Creator knows more than we do. So he chose Donald Trump for such a time as this. He is anointed and appointed by God. And it may be that I don't even agree with some of the stuff that he may do sometimes, or, you know, I don't understand some of the stuff that... It may come to that at some point. You know, at this point, I think he's been doing a great job. But at this point, you know, we need someone in there that has true leadership because the last five presidents, we haven't had true leadership since Reagan. The last five presidents we've had in there right now have been told what to do, been told what to say, you know, by a shadow government. That's why they're fighting this man so hard is because he is true leadership in its purest form. He doesn't take orders from the shadow government. So he's leading by example. So there's a lot to this that people have to understand um, that, you know, there's a new world order that it was trying to establish itself, and it's kicking and screaming because we cut the head off that snake November 8th when Donald Trump won. So they're doing everything in their power to try to remove him, which will not work, by the way. He will not be assassinated. He will not be impeached. Not one hair will be harmed on that man's head or his family. He will serve this term, and he will serve a second term, I believe, another four years as well. You know, it's interesting that some have talked about, as you say, Mark, that God chooses whom he will to do his bidding, and they go back to the Old Testament. King David, for example, was not a perfect man. He was an adulterer. In fact, he had his mistress's husband killed. That's right. So King David was not a great man. I recently had Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on the program talking about his book, The Paradigm, and he, um, he goes back to the Old Testament comparing... Donald Trump to a figure that opposed Jezebel in the northern kingdom of Israel. He was called the warrior. The warrior sounds an awful lot like Donald Trump. He was a political outsider who was rude and crude and not someone you would think would be doing God's bidding. But the warrior, this figure, and his name escapes me, Jehu, I think is something like that. Jehu. Jehu. Yes, defeated Jezebel, who sounds all the world like Hillary Clinton, ended the dynasty of Ahab and his ancestors. What, have you read Khan's book, The Paradigm? What do you think of that analogy, that Trump is the warrior from the Old Testament? I have not read Rabbi's book. Um, I do have it, but I just haven't had a chance to read it. It's astonishing. I mean, you know, again, there's no coincidences with God. Just take the horse race thing, for instance. You know what I mean? It, it happened on D-Day. It matched up with the D-Day speech. It was a sign that, hey, this is all coming to pass right now. So, I mean, God works in mysterious ways. Again, we don't know his ways. We don't know his thoughts. Uh, you know, our thoughts are not his thoughts, or our ways are not his ways. So, I mean, it, it's very, to me, it's exciting to see God work in this capacity. You know, whether it's this, whether it's the paradigm, uh, w- whatever the case may be, 
you know, God works in mysterious ways, and it's exciting to sit back and see what God is doing right now. He is the one who's going to deliver America. Not Donald Trump, not man, but he uses man to do his work a lot of times. So it's up to us to engage the enemy uh, from a spiritual standpoint and take that ground back and hold it for the kingdom of God. We hold it at all costs. You know, this, this is a part where we're taking back our country. This is not a fight just for America. This is a fight for the entire earth right now. And this is where the army of God is going to rise up and shine in this hour right now. You're going to see souls come into the kingdom of God like we've never seen in the history of mankind. It's about to break forth right now. Trump has certainly courted evangelicals. He's courted, you know, Catholics. Again, going back to uh, Rabbi Khan's book, The Warrior courted, you know, religious groups in the northern kingdom of Israel at a time when they were certainly worshiping Baal and were moving away from a monotheistic religion. Is Trump, in your estimation, moving towards becoming an ardent believer himself? I mean, certainly he says the right things a lot of the times. He doesn't always act like a Christian. But what is your sense? He's been described as a baby Christian by some evangelicals, like a a newbie. But what is your sense of Trump in terms of his spiritual journey? Well, my co-author, Mary Colbert, she sits on his spiritual advisory board, him and uh, her and Dr. Don. So I know for a fact that he is, in fact, a Christian um, because, uh, you know, he, he they talk about it all the time. They He actually, let me, let me put it to the listeners this way. He actually told his spiritual advisory board that he wants to be known as the most praying president in history. That's what he wants to leave as his legacy. Now, how many presidents in the past have ever really said that and really acted on it? I don't know if anybody else has really had so much as a so-called spiritual advisory board. I mean, it may have been for smoke and mirrors type thing, but this is the real deal because I know some of the people that sit on that spiritual advisory board. So, I mean, he's got people. He's surrounding himself with Christians. Uh, You know, he's he's doing things to, you know, like the abortion issues, uh, you know, the attacks against the Christians. He's standing up for the Christians. You know, he's bringing back Merry Christmas. He, you know, all these things he's doing right now, the evangelicals need to take notice that God is, in fact, using this man. His hand is upon him. Wouldn't you like, though, to see more repentance on the part of the president in terms of, you know, let's face it, he can be a bit of a bully and he is a disruptor, certainly. And again, we go back to God uses men in mysterious ways and so forth. That's right. But I don't know. For me, I'd like to see Trump be a little more repentant, maybe in his... I don't know, in his tweets, say, you know, I'm sorry if I've heard people. Let's leave that question hanging. When we come back, I'll get you to to, uh, address that. Mark Taylor, author of The Trump Prophecies, The Astonishing True Story of the Man Who Saw Tomorrow, and what he says is coming next. And we will discuss what's coming next, next on The Conspiracy Show. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Just a reminder, coming up after the top of the hour, Kevin Randall, longtime ufologist, 45 years in this arena, and uh, his new book, Encounter in the Desert, The Case for Alien Contact at Socorro. That was back in New Mexico, 1964, the uh, the landing of a uh, what appeared to be an alien spacecraft and alien beings, uh, according to the testimony, eyewitness testimony of a police officer, uh, and um, that was um, Alani Zamora. 
Anyway, we'll uh, discuss that with Kevin Randall again at the top of the hour. Right now, Mark Taylor stays with us, retired firefighter back in 2011, had a prophetic uh, vision from the Lord, he says. It's all documented in uh, his book with uh, co-author Mary Colbert. The Trump Prophecies, the astonishing true story of the man who saw tomorrow and what he says is coming next. So uh, before we get on to you know, other prophecies and what is coming next, let me just ask you about, um, you know, if Trump is a Christian, and uh, I, I hope he is, I, I am, I'm not a very good one, but I'm hoping Trump is, And um, but, you know, a lot of people look at his behavior, they look at his tweets and so forth. Uh, if he is, in fact, in fact, a Christian, should that be reflected in the way he's treating other people at this point? And people, you know, that's a main stumbling block for a lot of people, even even other Christians, that he's just not acting like a Christian. Well, let's, let's, let's go back for a minute. I mean, you know, if you go back through history and look at the prophets of old, uh, you know, um, some of these guys were very direct. Uh, they were like a bull in a china shop. And so, I mean... Uh, Donald Trump, to me, is kind of like a political prophet, if you will. And, you know, you were talking about repentance earlier. You'd like to see a little bit more of a repentant heart. Yes. You know, you got to look at what this guy's dealing with. He is dealing with some of the most evil people on the face of this earth, period. Hillary Clinton, Obama, all this mess that he's walked into. You know, God chose the right man because it's going to take a bull in a china shop to go in and clean this, this, this stuff up. And that's what you're seeing taking place. Now, I know people are used to seeing these uh, these Christians that are like, you know, ho-hum, you know, and, and they're nice, and this, that, and the other. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek, you know what I mean, this, that, and the other. And it's like, look, you got to understand what he is dealing with right now. And it's going to take a very heavy hand. I was, you know, I was with the fire service for 20 years. I'm third-generation firefighter, and I was an officer. And, you know, when I would walk into a fire station, I'd be assigned to a new station or whatever the case may be. You know, if depending on what the issues were, depending on how heavy-handed you'd have to be in order to straighten this stuff out, and it takes—it's going to take a very heavy hand, which is what Donald Trump has right now, to straighten this country out right now. So that's what you're seeing taking place. It's—it's it's not the candy-coated Christian, so to speak, or like you said, turn the other cheek. It's going to take a heavy hand. It's going to take a bull in a china shop, and that's what he is. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in what you say. I, I've often referred to Trump as uh, the third law of Newtonian physics. He is the opposite um, reaction, uh, that's opposite and equal reaction to everything that sort of happened beforehand. So the pendulum has swung so far one way, and now it's swinging back the other way, and that swinging back is often tumultuous and somewhat violent at times. Yeah, you know, and, and here's the other thing, too, people have to understand. That we've been indoctrinated as people the last five presidents. And that's, what, what, 32 years' worth, where they've been told what to say. They've been told to be politically correct. This man's not politically correct. I'm not politically correct. I tell the truth, but I tell it in love, but I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not, whether they like it or not. And that's the same way Donald Trump is. So I respect someone like that. I would rather have someone tell me the truth versus lie to me and have it harm me later on. So I think what's happening is it's like a culture shock almost, where, there's, where they've had 32 years of, of the past five presidents being politically correct, and now here comes Donald Trump, who's not politically correct, and they're just not used to it. So I think there's a lot of that going on right now, where they're just not used to someone coming out and saying, hey, this is the way it is. This is the truth right here. Mark, after 2011, what, what other prophetic visions or messages from God did you receive? 
Well, you know, I, I wrote one called Don't Be Deceived, Get in the Fight, October 13, 2015, and it talked about the Clintons, uh, that they were both going to go down for the crimes that they committed, uh, including uh, Obama. Um, then I wrote another one, uh, November 17th of 2015, called Time is Up for Those Who Are Corrupt, and that uh, God was going to basically take down all of these corruption that's going on in the United States, which we're seeing taking place right now. Um, another one that I wrote uh, was Do Not Fear America. Now, I wrote this February 24th, 2016. The Lord originally started dealing with me about the Supreme Court. And I know this is a hot button for a lot of people right here, the Supreme Court. He originally told me, I, I originally heard the Lord telling me it was going to be three Supreme Court justices that was, he was going to replace. And then the Lord came back and said, no, it's going to be five. Five? Said, okay, Lord. Wow. And so when Scalia, because the Lord told me about a month or two before it happened, he said, one's going to die, one's going to retire, and three will be caught in a scandal and have to be removed. Hmm. And so when Scalia, about a month or two later, Scalia died. And I told Mary this ahead of time. And Your co-author, she, Mary Colbert. Yeah, my, my co-author. And so um, I had written this prophecy because everybody was panicking when Scalia died because they knew the Democrats, they knew Obama uh, was were wanting to replace a Supreme Court justice before he got out in case something happened. So everybody was in fear. So I, God gave two signs at Scalia's funeral that confirmed that they were not going to get the appointment. So I wrote that prophetic word, um, Do Not Fear America, February 24, 2016. And basically what God was saying was, no, Obama will not appoint another Supreme Court justice. It was being reserved for Donald Trump, and Donald Trump will appoint five. Now, when God reforms the court with five Supreme Court justices, that case called Roe versus Wade would be overturned. Wow. That would be uh, monumental. Yes. Now, that is all somewhat contingent on, obviously, uh, even without the nuclear option, or with the nuclear option, rather, and that is the Senate uh, only needs a, ma- a simple majority to confirm Supreme Court nominations. Uh, that means, you know, with the midterms coming up, they're going to have to retain the Republicans. Is uh, that is, they're going to have to retain that majority. Uh, no president, um, well, even Reagan, after his election, he lost. I think the House, he lost the Senate. Obama, the same. It, it, it's. What are you hearing about uh, the midterms then? If, if, if he's going to nominate five Supreme Court justices, that means four more, rather, uh, and get them and get them approved by the Senate, he's going to have to hold on to that Senate majority. That's, at this point, not looking likely. Well, that's what they said about the election, too. But the you know the thing is, is that he's going to serve, serve a second term. So it may not be his, his first term that he gets all five. Right. Good it point. could be the second term. So, again, you have to be careful with the prophetic, because we, we think it means one thing, when, in fact, all of a sudden, when it comes to pass, you go, oh, that's what it meant. See, it's like the part in the Trump prophecy talked about Obama serving a third term. And everybody was gigging me on it. And it's like, look, I'm just telling you what the Lord said. And they said, well, you can't do that because of the Constitution. Well, now we're seeing his third term play out because he's got a shadow government. He's trying to dethrone Donald Trump. And he's operating, what, two miles from the White House? There you go. On the uh, taxpayer's dime as well. We we don't always think, uh, we don't always know what exactly it is. So. Um, Mark, i gotta, got to jump in here. Hold on, we'll come back. I want to talk to you about something else, and that is the possibility that the U.S. Embassy will be moved to Jerusalem. Some might call that prophetic, monumental. 
We'll come back. Mark Taylor, The Trump Prophecies, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't you dare go away. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarin. Mark Taylor, my guest, until the top of the hour, the Trump prophecies, the astonishing true story of the man who saw tomorrow and what he says is coming next. I uh, wanted to ask you about, well, this is actually uh, was passed many years ago, uh, I think under George uh, W. Bush, and that is uh, to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv, where most of the um, the world's uh, embassies are in Israel to Jerusalem, uh, but the um, presidents have kept delaying and delaying and delaying it, kicking the can down the road. Uh, now comes word that uh, I believe from Vice President Mike Pence that Trump may be the one to actually sign that uh, into law that or, or or to sign that executive order that the the U.S. embassy in Israel will be moved. To Jerusalem. I mean, that could cause tremendous upheaval in the Middle East. Some say. What, what can you tell me about that, Mark? Have you received any any prophetic uh, words about that, or what are your personal thoughts? You know, I haven't received any. Uh, God hasn't really showed me anything on that. I just I do know that um, he was talking about moving the embassy to Jerusalem uh, for a while there, and I think the Prime Minister actually had him hold off on it uh, because because they were worried about it causing problems. Um, I do know they were, I think he's fixing to declare Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, if I'm not mistaken, if I read that correctly on the headlines. So, I mean, um, uh, that's, that's really about all I know as far as that is concerned. All right. What else uh, is in store uh, in the next several years with Trump in the White House? Um, what else can you tell? What other prophetic visions have you received? Well, I, I wrote a um, prophetic word um, uh called Energy Energy, and that was December 16, 2016. And basically what the Lord was saying was that uh, America and Israel will be the number one energy producers in the world, um, and they will be energy independent. They will no longer le- uh, need uh, OPEC. They won't need the, the Middle East anymore. And the thing about this is, that this when I wrote this word, uh, at the time I wrote it, uh, which was, again, December 16, 2016, in the prophecy, it talks about these OPEC countries, how they've used their oil money to attack other countries from within. In other words, they were using their money for terrorism. And the Lord, in this prophetic word, said that their wells will go dry in their finances, too, and they will actually have to be, be fed by the red, white, and blue. In other words, they will have to come to America and Israel for their energy. And now, we couldn't figure out, uh, you know, when Donald Trump went on his first uh, uh, trip to Saudi Arabia. Yes. Uh, he went there and he made a massive arms deal with Saudi Arabia, or Saudi Arabia made a deal with us. And nobody could figure out why. And, brother, let me tell you, I was watching, somebody sent me the video from Fox News. I didn't even know this. My mouth dropped when I saw this, heard this. It was Brett Baer. And they were doing a report on why they were doing the arms deal. It was because Saudi Arabia knows their wells are about to go dry. And so their finances would dry up, so they wouldn't have the money to make this purchase. So they're doing it now while they have the money. So that was that was incredible to me. Again, another humbling experience when some of these prophetic words begin to come to pass like that, that these countries, their wells are about to go dry, basically. And Israel and America will be the number one energy producers in the world. Interesting. Interesting. 
And Israel, a major energy producer, so that would tend to suggest major oil discoveries coming in Israel? Yes, absolutely. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, we are seeing a major realignment in the Middle East. Uh, Who would have thought, you know, that at least uh, unofficially that Saudi Arabia would be forming an alliance with with Israel? And that's happening. Yes. What about... What about North Korea, um, Mark? Obviously, all eyes on uh, North Korea and their nuclear capabilities. Have you right. received any prophetic visions about that? Because no, that could be the next. Show me anything too much on North Korea. Uh, you know, I just, I just know the United States is going to be protected. God's going to protect the United States and Israel. Interesting. How do you receive these uh, visions? I mean, when you were ill back in 2011. Um, I mean, how did it come to you, and how does it come to you now? You know, I've only, I've, I've probably got, you can go to my website, people can, it's swordrescue.com, it's sword spelled S-O-R-D, rescue.com, and they can pull up all my prophetic words for free, they can download them, you know, read them. I've probably got maybe, I don't know, close to 15 words on there at this point. And, you know, most of these words, I've only sat down and penned out two or three of these words at one sitting, and Trump Prophecy was one of them. And but the rest of them, they take me sometimes a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. Sometimes it takes me a couple of months to pen some of these prophecies out. And I'll just I'll just meditate on stuff, and the Lord starts downloading stuff to me, and I'll just start taking notes almost. And this will go on for two or three weeks. And you know, in the Bible, it talks about uh, the prophet Jeremiah, where he said that it, it burned in his bones, and it, he had to get the word out because it just it was like a fire in his bones, so to speak. Right. For me, it's not that. For me, it's like a pressure that, that builds up. And so I'll, I'll start taking notes for like a couple of weeks or so, and these bullet points that God will give me, and then this pressure begins to build. And when I can't take it anymore, I know it's time to sit down and start writing it out. And I'll start writing it out what the Lord's telling me. And then I'll move sentences around where it starts begins to flow. And then when I type it out, the Lord will change things. He'll say, no, move this one here or that there. It's just, it's just everybody hears differently, you know what I mean? And I'm just one of those type of guys. I just, I just, I take notes. This pressure begins to build, and it just the Lord just starts filling in the blanks, basically. I, as the more I meditate on what He wants me to meditate on, the more I, He gives me. I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, but uh, or more. A retired firefighter from Orlando, Florida, you must ask yourself repeatedly, you know, why me, Lord? Well, why yeah. you, Mark? Why yeah. you of of all the seven billion souls on this planet? Why yeah. Mark Taylor? Yeah, brother. I, if I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> You know, I have asked the Lord, you know, it's, it's like, Lord, I am, I'm nobody. I mean, I am just, I am literally, I have, I have never been to Bible college. I've never been to theolo- uh, theology school or whatever you want to call it, seminary school. I don't have a degree of any kind hanging on my wall. I am simply a everyday, normal, common person that has yielded himself over to the Lord Jesus Christ to use in whatever capacity he wants to use me in. And it all start well, I got saved back when I was eight years old. And, but I mean, when I had that experience, when the Lord visited me right after I retired, a month after I retired, that visitation I had, that rocked me, man, like nothing I've ever been through. And I mean, it just, it changed, put me on a trajectory course of, of destiny, basically. And well, why did God choose me? I don't have a clue because, again, like you said, there are seven billion other people out there who are just everyday, normal, common people. He could have chose any one of them. It, uh, if I remember um, seeing on YouTube, there was uh, a pastor from Australia um, who was also 
talking about uh, prophecies or messages he had received from the Lord. He was also talking about Trump being president. Do you? Do you I, I can't remember his name. Do you remember? Do you recall? No, I know who you're talking about. I don't know the gentleman's name, though. Yeah, he's since passed away, but um, and his videos were on YouTube. He was talking about Trump. So, I mean, there is there are there there is sort of corroborating, I don't know, prophetic uh, wisdom or whatever you want to call it out there. Sure. What other changes? What other world-altering changes do you see in the U.S. government uh, coming on on the horizon, Mark? Well, I think the midterms. I think you're going to see the biggest shakeup in the midterms, uh, probably in U.S. history. Uh, for several reasons. Um, you know, one of the things that the Lord showed me right after Donald, right before Donald Trump, right before the election, God started dealing with me a couple of weeks. And then, uh, I released it on an interview I did the day after the election was that you're going to see military style tribunals break out because it's going to take that because the length, the width, the, the depth of this corruption is so great. It's going to take these military style tribunals for these treasonous acts that they've committed in order to handle all of this. So that's one of the things that you're going to see happen. But God's going to root out all of this corruption. You're, you're, it, this is not going to stop. I tell people, you need to just put your seatbelt on, get ready. This is going to be a long ride, because this stuff's going to be going on for years, basically, because God's not going to stop exposing it. He's going to clean house. And when you got to remember, this is like remodeling a house. When you remodel a house, there's a demolition phase, and it's, it can get nasty, it can get dirty, it can even get dangerous sometimes. And that's the kind of the phase we're in right now. But that's what it's going to take in order to rebuild it. Yeah, some have uh, suggested, you know, when once God moves in, uh, the, the, in the early going, He's simply moving furniture around. But as you say, it's going to get, yeah. it's going to get pretty, uh, yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, but rest assured, He is in charge. He's still on the throne, and America will prosper like never before. Not saying we're not going to have some issues along the way, because we will. But America will prosper like never before, because America is going to be used as the hub, just like D-Day, like Britain was the hub for the D-Day launch. America will be the hub by which the end-time harvest of souls will be launched. It, I, I, I know I've mentioned Rabbi Jonathan Kahn a number of times, but he's such a, a tremendous um, you know, mind and, and, and spirit, and he's been on the program a number of times, and he, he has often drawn the comparison between the United States and ancient Israel, ancient Israel, particularly you know the northern kingdom of Israel, under God's judgment when they turned away from God, drawing the right. comparison with the United States. Uh, is this merely sort of a window of opportunity to turn things around uh, or uh, sort of a respite um, from God's judgment? Or is Trump, in fact, going to going to reverse all of this and God's judgment against the United States? Well, it's not so much Trump reversing it as it is the people. And what, what people have to understand is that, you know, that Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and repent, basically... It's my people. That's not the person on the street that's not a Christian. He's talking about God's people. And what we had happen on November 8th was because the army of God, those spiritually mature, because the, you got to understand something. The reason America's in the mess that it's in is because the church has not done its job. And it's the army of God, the spiritually mature, those who don't even go to church, the remnant, basically, rose up and repented on behalf of the country and the land, the people in the land. God heard the prayers and answered the prayers. And that's why, you know, if, if God was going to truly judge America, he would allow Hillary Clinton as the president. That's why I've been saying that God has shown me all along it's the systems that are under judgment. It's the leadership that's under judgment. It's the church that's under judgment. So that, that's why America will, will prosper like never before. It's going to be used as the end-time harvest hub, basically. 
Mark, thank you so much for this. Where can people uh, order the book? They can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, either one. And your website again, quickly? SwordRescue.com. SwordRescue.com, the Trump prophecies. Mark, thank you so much. A delight meeting you. Uh, thank you. It was an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Mark Taylor, when we come back, Encounter in the Desert, Kevin Randall, the case for alien contact at Socorro, New Mexico. Stay with us.